This episode of the Adoption Connection podcast is sponsored by Faith, Hope, and Connection, a 30-day devotional for adoptive and foster parents. In this book, you'll find real, often raw, stories from adoptive and foster parents in the trenches. You'll find scripture and faith-filled hope pointing you to Jesus, and you'll find honest reflections, speaking courage to your soul, and reminding you that you are not alone. This devotional is a gift to you from 30 authors, all foster and adoptive parents, who offer a window into their own lives and families. You'll recognize yourself time and time again in their words. Do not miss this devotional. This devotional is available on Amazon, both in softcover or Kindle version. Welcome to the Adoption Connection podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it, and we're here for you. Today is a Mentor Moments episode where we answer a listener question. These episodes give you a chance to join the conversation and guarantee we're providing the most helpful tools and resources for exactly where you are. This week's question is from Anna. I was wondering about how to handle chronic lying with kiddos that are either adopted or foster kiddos, not just lying about maybe things that um, they're trying to hide, but just kind of excessive lying about like every single thing, like even little things that you don't need to lie about. And it just kind of happens all the time. Like which ones do you just kind of ignore? Um, and then which ones do you try to correct, especially when you know that they are lying? First of all, I want to say I love hearing Anna's question. I'm so glad she called in and I just want to encourage any of you who have a question for us, you can you can send it in to us in other ways, but hearing her voice just makes this so much more interesting to me. So on to Anna's question about lying. I think that lying is rooted in a lack of trust. So when our children don't have secure attachment to us, they deep within have fear because they don't feel safe. We are not yet their secure base. And in that lack of felt safety, they desperately need to maintain control. And so sometimes they will lie about things that simply do not matter at all in an effort, well, hold on to their need to stay safe. Lisa, you hit the nail on the head about the control piece. And it's so hard because a lot of times when we label behaviors that help our kids feel safe and in control, it's also easy to call them controlling and manipulative kids. Right, which which they're not. That's not what this is about. No, and it, and that's a really fine line for us to walk because I think as soon as we go there mentally, it's really hard to continue to have compassion for our kids. And we've all been there. We all slip into that space. But I think just as a general rule, it's important to understand why our kids are behaving that way, but then also not to villainize what they're doing, even though it's so, so hard when our kids just can't seem to tell the truth. But on a practical level, well, actually, I'm going to also talk about another reason for lying. And I don't think this is what Anna is talking about here. But since we're talking about lying, I think it's important. Our kids have had some really hard things happen to them. And sometimes we don't even know what they're storing in their bodies and in their minds. And as a protective mechanism, sometimes kids create a fantasy world to kind of dissociate from some of those hard times or hard memories. And if they've created a habit out of that, sometimes they really 
damage their ability to even understand the line between reality and fantasy. That happened to one of our children. And so it was hard for us to believe her, but there was also a lot of compassion because she actually really believed herself in a lot of cases. There's also another phenomenon that's related to this called confabulation. And it's kind of this almost pathological lying, but again, where the person really truly believes that whatever they're telling you is true. That being said, sometimes, you know, our kids are just trying to control to feel safe. And so they might just blurt out the sky is green or (laughs) some other ridiculous thing. It's obvious that they're not telling the truth. Um, And like Anna said, you know, these are things that not even lying, you know, to stay out of trouble, but they're just telling things that are not true. And everyone knows they're not true. So what do you do with that? I shared this phrase before, but this is my new favorite parenting response. Um, Thanks for sharing. It acknowledges that you heard them. It doesn't necessarily commit that you believe them, but you don't want to get into a control battle with a child over something like this. It's not a hill to die on. And we always will lose control battles with kids from hard places. I want to add, too, that when you say thanks for sharing, I think that's where we have to be super careful with our tone of voice, because if you say it in a snarky, sarcastic way, it's very dismissive. Like, you have to say it in a way that really, thank you for thank you for sharing your thoughts, you know, because you say, well, thanks for sharing, you know, then it, it gives a totally different feel. Yeah, you're so right. And I'm totally guilty of that. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Snarkiness. I, I don't know. How did you know, Lisa? <laughs> because it's so easy to go there. But yeah, for sure. It has to show genuine interest that you're interested in what they're saying. And I did a Facebook Live about this in a group a couple months ago that anytime we ask our children a question, we have to be committed to trusting their answer. And so along with that goes with, if you are not sure that your child can give you a truthful answer or that you aren't going to be able to accept what comes out of their mouth as truth, um, then just try not to ask the question. And I know a lot of times our kids will volunteer information that is just ridiculous and obviously not true. But sometimes after such a long history of repetitive untruths coming out of our kids' mouths, it's easy to not trust them. But sometimes that can be a dangerous, slippery slope because it turns into a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so we don't want our kids to be labeled as liars or, you know, other things because then they'll just play into that because they already are having trouble believing their own self-worth. And so they'll create situations to, you know, play into these things that they believe to be true about themselves, that they're not worthy or they are liars or whatever it is. So be really committed if you ask your child a question to accept the answer, even if you're pretty sure it's not true. Um, Because again, you don't want to get into a control battle about a truth or a lie. So that's my shtick online. And I would agree. um, I have a child who can be somewhat prone to lying. And I just literally try not to, if, if it's a situation where I'm trying to figure out what's going on, I try not to ask questions. Okay. So all that being said about believing our kids, sometimes we know for sure, for sure, for sure that there's a truth to be had. And some of our kids are in a place where they, we can wait out the truth. And we have not always been able to do that with all of our kids based on kind of how fragile they were in the moment. But we do have a 
child right now who we can kind of push and challenge a little bit more. And so recently we had a situation where we knew there was a truth to be had. We had lots of moments of non-connected parenting on the way to this, but at the end, I could tell that he was starting to crack and he really, really wanted to tell the truth, but he was really, really too scared to. And it was about something that he had done, which was a pretty poor decision. I just looked him in the eyes and I grabbed his hands and I said, would you want me to hold your hands while you tell me the truth? And he said, yes. And so I just kind of gathered him up and held him close and he told me the whole story. So I know that's hard to do sometimes because it's so frustrating when our kids are lying on top of something else that they shouldn't have done in the first place. But I think it goes back to what Lisa said at the very, very beginning about our kids and how safe they feel. So I'll just leave you with that little story. And it's beautiful. I love that story. Thank you for sharing that, Melissa. If you'd like to submit a question for a future episode, you can always send an email to email at theadoptionconnection.com. Or as Lisa said at the beginning, it is so much more fun to hear your voice And sometimes it's easier to express your question if you just have to talk it out. So feel free to call our listener hotline at 208-741-3880. And again, that line does not ring anywhere. So you can call it day or night, anytime from anywhere in the world. And if you need more personalized help or you're still just wondering what to do about a situation that involves lying, For your family, we do offer private coaching and we would love to offer you a complimentary coaching session. For more information about that, you can head to theadoptionconnection.com slash services. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as The Adoption Connection. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone. And remember, until next week, you're a good mom doing good work, and we're here for you. The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevere.